You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. We are so glad that you are here. And my name is Caroline, and I am here today with the one and only Daniel De Jesus. Hey, <laughs> what's up, guys? Welcome back. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back. You were on our podcast at the very beginning. Yes. And I want to reference this a I'm lot. I'm an OG host. <laughs> <laughs> you are like our first like three episodes. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more than that, actually. I, no, I think it was probably just like three or maybe well, less. Either way, <laughs> if you are new around here, Daniel was on the podcast at the very beginning. So yeah. this is a treat for us. And yeah. if you haven't listened to his episode about his story, go listen to that because what we're going to be talking about today, um, I'm sure was heavily influenced by your story. And so just to give you guys, you listeners, some context for what where we are coming from, where Daniel's coming from specifically, I think that'd be really good. So um, we're excited to have you. Thanks. Thanks. It feels really good to, to be back. I uh, I love you guys so much. Oh, we love you too. I'm so proud of you guys and how the, well the podcast is doing mm-hmm. and how many people it's helping. Um, and it's just cool. It's cool to watch like something grow. The title of today's podcast episode is called Different Ways of Showing Up. So mm-hmm. you guys have heard this on here before about just the importance of showing up, but we can say that all we want, but what does that actually mean? Mm. And how do you actually do that as Mm -hmm. a mentor? Before we jump in there, Daniel, I just want to hear a little bit about what you're doing now. And you are currently working for Orange. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are some people who've heard of what that is, but can you Mm -hmm. just explain your role, what Orange is, um, how our mentors could even use it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Orange is a organization, it's a nonprofit ministry um, that's been a part of my life for gosh, now probably 13 years. Um, I started off as a kids pastor in in the local church and it's a, an orange basically is a, is a philosophy of ministry where, you know, you take the, um, you know, it's red and yellow coming together and make orange red Mm -hmm. being the heart of the home or the family and yellow representing the light of the church um, or Christ. And so putting those two kind of influences together creates orange and it creates kind of like the most powerful influence that you can have in a child's life those two combined influence, so to speak. Um, And so they write curriculum and they write resources and put on events and um, trainings and things like that around the country. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been connected to them since I started in ministry at 21. And for the last four years, I've been lucky enough to kind of partner with them and work for them part-time. And then just in this last year, went on full-time with them as um, basically just one of their like orange specialists or coaches that basically consults and talks with, you know, ministry leaders, church leaders, um, helps them strategize on how to use the curriculum and, and the different resources they they put out. They have apps and they have training kits and just a lot of different resources that that will help church leaders um, influence the next generation. And they primarily work with like kids and teenagers. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's been man, it's been it's been like a dream to to be able to to work with an organization like them. They're pretty amazing. Yeah. And you currently are able to work from home with yeah. your two girls. I know it's crazy. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The work. If anybody out there who works from home, man, like <laughs> I I bless you because it's definitely a huge. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, and you don't realize. I didn't realize how much discipline I didn't have until I <laughs> <laughs> until I started doing it. So um, it's been, but yeah, that's it's been a wonderful experience and yeah. a good learning experience. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this on previous podcasts that you've been on, but Daniel is actually a dancer. <laughs> and Daniel, I like wish that I, 
I wish that this was being recorded on YouTube too, no. to be able to flash up the videos of oh, you no. dancing at the Orange Conferences. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like did. a big deal. I got yeah. I've been going for so many years, and this last year, finally, like after gosh, twelve years of going, they always have like these cool dance numbers mm-hmm. and just like a fun hype team just on stage. It's like there's like eight thousand people from all over the world there, right? And and for years, I'd be like, oh, it'd be so fun. And I finally got a chance to to do it this past year. I and love that. Yeah. You were like front and center too. Man, it, it was, yeah, there were a lot of us. And we got to do like NSYNC's Bye 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 and just like a bunch That's of old so school choreography. That. And man, I was just, I was living my absolute best life that day. I'm so glad. It Congratulations. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so if you're listening, if you are a church leader or in ministry at all, I would highly recommend checking out Orange because mm-hmm. it is it has really incredible resources that are really easy to use and adapt to your specific needs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many obviously of their resources are in the context of like leading kids in a church setting, mm-hmm. right? But all the principles are completely transferable to like the one-on-one mentor child relationship, all of them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely check it out. It's uh, whatisorange.org. I cool. believe is the website. Awesome. Well, we'll add that to our show notes if you are forgetful like me. I kind of just want to jump into our topic, but really start with you in your background mm-hmm. as a mentor and as someone who has kind of learned the importance of showing up why this is so important to you specifically. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, like you mentioned, you know, my first podcast, um, I shared a lot of my own story mm-hmm. and just the, how a mentor showed up in my life. And that really set me on a trajectory really of um, wanting to show up in other kids' lives, just like yeah. somebody, you know, showed up for me. And so I found myself in ministry um, as a kid's pastor. And um, it was just like this beautiful yeah, it was a beautiful season of my life where I got to work with so many different kinds of kids from all kinds of different backgrounds and really got to show them God's love just through, you know, just through the ministry of presence, really, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, like in that, in ministry, or at least my personality is like, I want to show up for everybody. So I had to learn very quickly that like, I couldn't be everyone's mentor just because I was the kid's pastor, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a good learning experience, but I did find, you know, if I, I feel like I've mentored a lot of kids over the years, um, especially in, helping them, you know, on their, their journey and their faith. There is one kid in particular, when I was probably around 25, there was a kid in my church whose mom just one day came up to me and was like, Hey, my son is struggling in school. He's getting into a lot of fights. He's dealing with a lot of anger issues. You know, his dad was there. There was, you know, both parents were in the home, but dad did work a lot and she was, um, I think sick and he was the only child and he was, you know, just kind of acting out. And she was like, can you just like meet with him? Would you mind like just having a having lunch with him or, you know, just hanging out with him one day. I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't think anything of it. And yeah, like that kid, his name's Ashton. Um, he was in third grade. We started hanging out and, you know, little by little, I, I just like started to fall in love with this little kid. You know, he was, he was just such a sweet, sweet boy. And he didn't know how to direct how he was feeling, you know, and mm-hmm. his emotions. And, um, and so it really just took another person just speaking in and, and being available and listening to yeah. him, you know, and, this doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, my favorite the, or the coolest thing I'd say that's happened with us, you know, it's it's been, gosh, it's been t- over 10 years since wow. I've been his mentor. He's, uh, yeah, he's 16 now. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there was one day where, you know, we would always go to McDonald's and that was just our spot. You know, we'd mm-hmm. order, he'd always get like cheeseburger, no pickles. We We would hang out. And there was one day where his mom was late to pick him up and... And I was teaching dance, like you mentioned. So I was mm-hmm. teaching dance a couple times a week and I always had a class right after we met. And 
his mom was late picking him up. So I called her and I was like, hey, I'll just bring him to the studio and he, he can just hang out in the lobby or just hang out in my class while, while we wait for you. So I ended up taking him to the studio and he just sat there and he watched while I, while I taught class. And it was cool. Like at the end, he was just like, that was cool. Like, do you think that I could ever do that one day? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like you should totally, like you should get into it. Like you should ask your mom about it, whatever. And that, I mean, that ended up setting him on this trajectory. And now he's like this incredibly accomplished ballet dancer. Wow. And that's amazing. he, I mean, he went all in. He didn't start dancing until he was, gosh, until he was like 10. Wow. And, um, but his parents like took it super seriously. It was like the first time that he really showed a, a genuine interest in something. Mm -hmm. And they, they just did everything that they could to like put him cool. in classes and take him to, um, to get him like the best trainers. And now he lives in LA and he's going to like this amazing ballet school. And he's just like on this, on this path to like be a oh, professional ballet dancer. Good for him. And, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but he maybe wouldn't have ever thought that, thought about that if he hadn't had you in his life. Yeah. If, it's, he, if his mom hadn't have been late. Right. Right. I know it's, it's bizarre, but man, that's just how good, that's how good God is, you know? Yeah. And it was, it really just took the simplicity of me committing to, you know, just show up in his life and share my life with him. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's, man, every time I think about that, I'm, I'm blown away, but. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I want to ask one follow-up question on that. Just like, what did it look like for you as his mentor when he started to show interest in mm -hmm. dance, mm -hmm. which like was a connection that you guys had, but what did it look like for you as a mentor to speak into that and to speak into that passion of his? Yeah. The dance world is funny and, um, it's, it's a, it's a skill or I mean, it's, I think it's a sport. That's my opinion. Um, but it's, it's a skill that especially with ballet requires, um, or at least you feel like it requires a lot of perfection. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing for him in his particular circumstance, especially starting dance late, you know, for me, it was speaking into just the fact of like, Hey, remember that you're, this is brand new to you and you're starting a lot later than most kids. Um, but that, he had like this natural talent and this drive that a lot of kids who start dance really, really young, they start to lose by the time he was the age that he started. Wow. And so even today, like I just saw him a, like a month ago and we had lunch and, and he was talking about how all of his ballet teachers are constantly talking about how motivated he is and his drive. And, you know, maybe he doesn't have the best technique in the entire class, but like they know that he's an extremely hard worker. And I think that's because because he started late and because he felt like he had to prove himself. And um, so, yeah, I think that when he would have those moments of just like doubting himself, or I'm just like, I'm never going to get this or I'm not good enough or I'll never be good enough. It was reminding him that, that he just has a different story than most kids. And in fact, his story actually motivates him to, to work harder than yeah. a lot of his peers. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I know. That's pretty cool. Oh, sweet Ashton. <laughs> I love you, bud, if you're listening. <laughs> I love that. Um, Such a good kid. That is awesome. So mm -hmm. one of the things that you had mentioned um, to me before we started recording was just the idea of leading small. Yeah. And something that you had learned through Orange, actually. But mm -hmm. will you just kind of unpack that and yeah, for sure. how you've applied that to mentoring? Yeah. You know, obviously, Orange has been a part of my life for a very long time. And so there's a lot of their writing and principles that they've written about that have really shaped the way that I lead and do ministry and mentor. And yeah, so there is, they have an incredible kind of, I'd say it's like a handbook, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's really, like I mentioned before, written in the context of, you know, someone who's, um, 
working in the church with like a small group of kids, like a volunteer that's working with a small group of kids, but, you know, kind of a super volunteer, like someone who's really willing to show up every single week and work with Mm -hmm. the same kids and really become a mentor figure for them. So this book was written kind of with that in mind and it's called Lead Small and it's just basically five principles of how to help every kid just feel like they belong somewhere and just feel known, you know? So it talks a lot about the importance of being present. It talks about how to create a safe place, how to partner with parents, how yeah. to make your own faith um, a priority, and really just how to think about moving them out in terms of like thinking about what's what's next for them and mm-hmm. their next season of life and always keeping that in front of them as their as their mentor. So it's like five really simple principles. Yeah. Um, Can you say all of those again for yeah. our mentors? Yeah. So there be present, mm-hmm. create a safe place, um, partnering with parents, make it personal, which is about your own faith mm-hmm. and move them out, which is about kind of thinking about what's next. I so, yeah. So really it's, good. it's, it's very simple, but it's like, Hey, if you are a mentor here, like the five things that you need to be doing. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing these, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's like your, that's your job description yeah, basically. Yeah, so totally. yeah. Cool. So being present is like that first, is that yeah. first major, like the most, I'd say the most important one. Right. And up. so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Of just being present means more than just physically being there, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that you mentioned like mentoring, uh, even just with that leading small principle of it's tailored towards like a small group or a volunteer with a small group of kids or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I know for me, the mentors in my life were all from church and it was like two women and 10 of us girls, mm. but I am still in contact with both of them. So cool. And you just can't ever underestimate the impact that you are making. If you are a volunteer at church, if you mm. are a volunteer, you know, anytime you're working with kids, kids always are looking at the big people at the adults in the room. Yeah. Like for me, I spent a lot of time with those women, but, there were other people within specifically for me, church or like camp. Mm -hmm. I really didn't spend that much time with, Yeah, but I have learned so much from them, even Mm -hmm. in little interactions. And so obviously most of our uh, listeners are mentors and mentoring one or a few kids. Um, But I just think that's a good reminder of like, you can, you mentor by the way that you just love on kids, even if you're not spending a ton, a ton, a ton of time with them. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. It's just like the, no, that's, that's great. It's like the consistency of showing up has so much Mm -hmm. more power than you think it does. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you think about it, God, like in the form of Jesus, like that is like our model and our example of, um, the power of, of showing up Mm -hmm. because God thought it was so important. Like presence was so important that Mm -hmm. he would like become a man, you know, and like actually and be among us and live among us, Mm. you know, and he knew how important it would be for people to be able to touch and see and feel him, Mm -hmm. you know, and to, and to actually have a physical person that, that they could see to be, to be, to be able to experience him, you know, and like, that's like, that's the incarnation. Like that's, that's the power of God being, being with us that kind of idea it's out of this book called when relationships matter. And yeah, it's just that, that powerful idea of that. Like, yeah, it's God saw the need to show who he is to people who couldn't see him by sending someone they could see. That is, that is who Jesus is to us, you know, and it shows us how much we need to see and experience like presence in our lives. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Jesus is the ultimate example of that. Yeah. In like every form of of presence, like Mm -hmm. physically present and, you look all through scripture at the times that he was emotionally present mm-hmm. and just like was a comfort mm-hmm. and was a friend to people. Yes. Um, I mean like the first 
thing I think of is just Lazarus. Like Jesus was emotionally aware and emotionally present of what was going on and wept over his friend. Yes. And like, that's a big deal. Like when you really sit down and think about the fact that God, the father wanted us to know that his son, that our savior is there present with us in our emotions, Mm -hmm. in our, in the way we think. Yeah. We've talked about Zacchaeus before on this podcast too. I know, but it's just so good where (laughs) Jesus was like, Hey, I'm going to your house today. Yeah. I'm going to yours and Mm -hmm. I know where you live. Like I know who you are. I know who you are to your core because I am your savior. And like, I I just think that's so good. I mean, we could spend hours and hours and hours. Yeah. In terms of like in the mentoring relationship, like we know that kids can't see God Mm -hmm. and they can't see Jesus and they can't see the Holy spirit. Right. But kids can see people who follow God, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's the very best thing that we can do is by, is give people or give kids caring adults that follow yeah. God to show them who God is so yeah. that they can experience him, you know, that's really good. and yeah. And th- that's how he, he uses, he uses people in mm-hmm. that way, you know? Wow. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. So why, why is this idea of showing up important, especially to the kids that we are talking about? So we, mm. why does this idea of showing up have so much weight in a mentoring relationship? Yeah. I think, I mean, really the, the biggest thing that stands out is just knowing that, you know, all kids need this no matter where they're from, I think, but like, especially kids from hard places are already dealing with maybe some trauma from abandonment. Mm -hmm. And so to have someone in their life who's not their parent, not someone, it's not, it's so important that it's someone that they don't expect to Mm. show up in a, in a way that maybe their parent would, or for them to be able to see or experience like really who God is. Like it needs to be someone that they, um, that they wouldn't expect. And, um, but yeah, I'd say that like, if they, if they have already experienced people breaking promises or leaving them mm-hmm. and, and they don't, and they're left with no answers and they don't know why, man, the opportunity for a mentor to be able to step in and, and yeah. fill that gap to personify love and value in that way mm-hmm. is so, so incredibly powerful for that, for that kid. Yeah. I mean, I say this all the time, if you're thinking about being a mentor, you know, but you're not so sure that you can show up, you know, and be that sort of consistent, predictable figure in a kid's life, then maybe you shouldn't consider it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I think a lot of times what very well-meaning mentors can do more damage by being inconsistent and mm-hmm. by, by not showing up. Yeah. And all it does is sort of like promulgate that idea in the kid's head that, like they're not worth showing up for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't say that to scare mentors or anything like that, yeah, you know, no, but, but just, just to understand the weight of yeah. the role and the power of, of presence. Mm-hmm. And so when that's not there, yeah, it, it can really do a lot good. of damage. And this is, this is why I think it's important to note too, that we are always encouraging you mentors to find mentoring organizations or through your local church mentor through those avenues. Mm. Obviously kids move, obviously things happen in your life where you may have to move, Mm -hmm. but starting with like a local organization just makes the most sense Mm. for, for everybody involved because it just allows, it gives you, um, really the freedom of not having to worry about, Oh, but I live two hours away and how am I going to make it? Like that just really doesn't make any practical sense. Mm. Um, and so for mentors, like find your local mentoring orgs because they are out there. And we have talked about a few of them. Do a Google search for local mentoring orgs. Or if you are in the church, like mentoring someone through there or finding someone to disciple that is close in proximity mm. to you. 
can really just help eliminate a lot of those big issues because yeah. it just makes so much sense. Like mm-hmm. I know the girls that I mentor are now in college um, and they go to school at Arkansas and it's really hard to see them yes. and to be a good mentor to them mm-hmm. physically because I'm, I do not live in Arkansas. Um, and we'll talk about like other ways to show up and how I can still mentor them. Yeah, And like you still sure. mentor Ashton. Mm-hmm. It he just looks a lot him. different, but especially yes. at the beginning of your relationship, it is really important. I well, think. Yeah. At the, at the beginning, you just have the opportunity to lay a lot of groundwork. Yes. <clears throat> a lot of groundwork and you're building a ton of a trust of yes. trust in that yes. season. And I will say like, I mean, there were, a, there were a couple years in during Ashton's like middle school years where we lost touch a little mm-hmm. bit. I remember being so worried that like once we regained, once we like got reconnected that like it would be different it would be weird but when we found each other again it was like nothing had happened and I think a lot of that is attributed to like the amount of time together that we spent on the front end and Mm -hmm. he knew me to be a trustworthy person and I had um, earned like enough like relational equity so to speak you know to where it wasn't even though we had some time apart and we didn't get to Mm -hmm. spend you know some time together we fell right back into into our rhythm and so there's there, there it's possible you yeah. know it's possible as long as you like do the work on the front end I think and it's build really that funny. trust I love that like what is required to to kind of start gaining that trust I mean mm-hmm. the reality is that every relationship needs time yeah. to grow and so what does that look like for especially for a kid from a hard place why is it mm-hmm. so important to kind of address this this idea of being predictable yeah for sure or your mentee yeah predictability I think is everything um <clears throat> I think everyone needs someone to be predictable in their life. You know, we all do, like all of us do. Like all of us want to have someone in our lives who truly knows us, who knows our name, who knows the things that we love, the things that we don't love. To have that is such a gift, you know? And and so, yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, at least like in Lead Small, when we talk about the importance of being present and the importance of connecting your your kid to like real community, like wow. showing up is like, and being predictable, meaning being consistent is literally just like the bare minimum. It is like, that is mm-hmm. the, your number one job is to show up when you say you're going to, you know? And yeah. yeah, that, that predictability and that consistency is so important because your kid needs to know that they just know, they need to know that you're going to keep your promises and you're going to show up when mm-hmm. they expect you to. Um, and so I would say too, that like in that vein, it's important to set healthy expectations too, Mm -hmm. not just with your kid, but like with the mom or the dad or yeah, just the parent figures, because, um, I think it might be easy for a kid to kind of maybe glamorize or just have really high expectations Mm -hmm. if they're not clear or they're not set at the, at the forefront or for a mom, you know, like when I think about single moms and like how I've worked with so many single moms over the years and they just, they desperately want a strong, consistent male figure in their son's life, Mm -hmm. you know, so much to the point where, you know, if, if one does commit it's like okay so when and how often and you know are you gonna be able to show up to this and can you do this and can you do that um Mm -hmm. they're just eager to have that that presence in their kid's life and it's it's beautiful it's awesome they should um as a mentor it's going to be so important for you to set realistic expectations Mm -hmm. at the at the front end so that you don't end up letting a kid down or or letting a mom a mom down you know and so you've got to look at your own family. You've got to look at your, you know, other priorities and things like that and make sure mm-hmm. that everyone's kind of, yeah, very clear about how, how often you show up. Yeah. But, um, but that predictability and that consistency is a hundred percent key. That's good. Yeah. 
it is foolish to think that we're just going to have the same, you know, hour with our mentee every mm-hmm. single week. And mm-hmm. I go to every single game and that's just how it works. Cause that's just not reality. Life happens for yeah. all of us. And so can you just kind of shed some light on like a good way to go about telling your mentee or like if you're communicating with mom, mm-hmm. telling mom that you can't make mm-hmm. it, that something has come up come or up. like we've talked in the past too, like, how do you communicate? Like, Oh, if I, if I'm having a baby, like if my family is having a baby or if we are like going out of town for a long time, like mm-hmm. what is just, what are some good ways to communicate with mom and man and mentee about just life stuff when yeah. you can't show up? I think that it's only really hard if you haven't established that kind of relationship with mm-hmm. the parent on the be- at the at the very beginning. That's good. I know so many mentor mentee kind of pairings, and even myself, it was a lot easier just to like spend time with Ashton and not really talk to mom a whole lot in the very mm-hmm. beginning, and realizing that if I don't have a strong partnership with mom and dad in mm-hmm. the situation, then those kinds of issues that come up in my own life become so much harder to share and explain. So because if you establish that relationship at the beginning, there is an immediate trust that begins to be built. And so they know that like what I'm saying is, is true, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not questioning my motives they are not questioning, you know, my, yeah, just my honesty in, in that situation. And so, yeah, I would say that if, if, if you haven't established that, it'd be so important to to really take the time to like schedule dinner or schedule a time that you can sit down face to face across from mm-hmm. a parent and a mentee and just say, you know, I want you to know, first of all, that my heart is like for you and for your kid. Yeah. And I, I am, I am in this, like I am invested. Mm-hmm. I am, um, I, I love your kid and I want, I'm in this for the long run, but I also want you to know too that, you know, I've got, my wife or my kids and I've got this job. And so these are my hours and these are kind of what, this is kind of what my typical day looks like. And so this is the time that I've carved out for, for me and and my mentee, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like make it very, very plain and clear, but, but just, but also just being able to share your heart with Mm -hmm. them so that they just, they know that you're coming from the right place. But if that's never been established, then yeah, it's so, it's so hard to not, um, think of the the worst case scenario or, right. you know, like, oh, I'm not really sure he ever really cared because he didn't come to this thing that I invited him to, totally. you know. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about what it shows, the importance of showing up physically and mm-hmm. like what it means to be consistent there. Yeah. But obviously you can be physically there and not mentally and or emotionally yes. <laughs> present. So, so I just kind of want to dive into that. What does it look like to show up mentally? Yeah. Yeah. So we show up predictably, we show up mentally and mentally when I think about it, it's really just about giving your mentee your undivided attention when you mm-hmm. are with them. Yeah. Obviously, in a lot of mentor relationships, you usually have like a carved out time where you are together, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's an hour a week or whether it's, you know, an hour every two weeks, whatever. But we also live in like this age of distraction and it's so easy to to not give the people that are right in front of us our undivided attention, right? I mean, we live in the, in a culture that perpetuates this idea that like, every text message is like deserves an immediate response and every email and every work phone call and things like that. And obviously that doesn't, that's not beneficial for the human faces (laughs) that are like standing in front of you. And so, yeah, I think when it comes to your mentee, you've got a lot, you've got a a great opportunity to really, really show them how valuable they are to you Mm -hmm. by by being fully present mentally with them. So that just, yeah, that does mean like just checking your own baggage at the door it means, you know, putting away your phone or putting it on, on 
silent for that hour. And I think, you know, one of the most practical things that I've learned that I, cause it's hard. This yeah. is super hard for me, especially be, I'm someone who, who is like a, my phone, our phones are like now an appendage. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most practical things I've learned is that I have to just distract myself from my mm-hmm. phone and from those other responsibilities with things that interest them. That's and good. so just like be, becoming a, becoming an expert at like their favorite things mm-hmm. has become something that keeps me focused and keeps me just on task and, and present mentally with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like really engaging their interests and, and kids love to teach. Yes. Like they love to teach love you that. things. Mm-hmm. And so if they are super interested in something that you know nothing about inside, you might be dying and like, <laughs> oh, this is awful. Like, I don't care about my little pony right now, mm-hmm. but your interest in that and, and like allowing them to teach you like what they know and the mm-hmm. things that they're passionate about just like makes their heart, I think, sore. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Even they love that. Even if you do know everything, the amount of times I know my little brother is 11 and he has a huge fish tank and the amount of times that he has said, can I please show you my new fish and tell me all about them? I'm like I've seen all of them 10 times, <laughs> but the joy it brings like, yes, yeah, so much joy just to, just to show you something that they love. Yes. Um, that's really good. Yeah. There, there was a really incredible research study, research study that came out a few years ago called the phase project. And they basically brought together child development experts and child cool. psychologists and state teachers of the year. And they like brought them all together and were basically able to identify like core questions that every kid is asking at every phase of their life. So starting from like birth all the way to high school and they're able to identify like these like core questions. Like obviously they can't verbalize these questions, Mm -hmm. right? But it's like, it's a question that every kid is asking at every phase during like these elementary years. They discovered that like kids have, are expressing like these series of, do I have questions? Like, do I have your attention? Do I have what it takes? Do I have friends? And those are, those are questions that are born out of like, when you think about it, they're in this season where like, they're really dealing with for the very first time, like they're grappling with their own like skills and abilities. Like, what am I good at? Like, what do I like? Mm -hmm. Um, They're grappling with comparison for the first time in like the elementary years. Right. Because earlier on in their lives, everything that they did was perfect and awesome. Mm -hmm. And everyone gets their homework and their, their, their work up on the board and everyone gets a gold star. But then there's a point where not everybody makes a team, not everybody wins. Mm. There's, there are losers and they have to grapple for the very first time in their lives, this comparison. Wow. That's really interesting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we don't think about that because it's been so many years as because we're adults, but this is like when our kids are experiencing it the most. And so that's where these sort of like, do I have questions? Mm -hmm. That's sort of when they're first born. And so as a mentor, one of the best things that you can do is engage their interests. It's what this, this project found is you make sure that they know that they have your undivided attention Mm -hmm. and that you know what they like and you like what they like and you care about what they, what they care about. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a unique thing that's happening in their little hearts and their little bodies that you can speak to, you know, in that, in that particular phase. That's, that's amazing. If you have been listening for a while, we did a series on that's called Relationships Change Lives. And our first one of our first episodes on that series was um, the relational need of attention. Yeah. And I hope that we sound like a broken record. Like I mm-hmm. I hope that this podcast that you hear mentors that you hear the same things over and over and over again, but in totally new ways like this. I never would have. This is like the same principle of giving them your undivided attention. But I love this, Daniel, because it is like 
oh, it is because at their core, they're asking these questions Mm -hmm. and that they need, like, they don't just need attention. They need it because like developmentally they yes, need it. it's all yeah they're um, changing in so many different ways I like not just physically this. but yeah mentally yeah and, phys- and uh, spiritually and culturally yeah like, it's they're really always good. changing yeah. and how we as mentors like oh my gosh what a what a burden in like the most crazy awesome way yeah yeah do do we have yes. to invite those questions and to like um acknowledge those questions and to participate in those things and mm-hmm. even just to know like that's just helpful for me like oh okay i know that when the third and fourth graders are asking, Hey, can I show you this? Can I show you this? Can I mm-hmm. like teach you this? Mm-hmm. It is more than just because they want to, but it is because there is this mm-hmm. core need of figuring out something within themselves. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. Well, and to remember too, that like, this is the only time in their life where that question is going to matter the most wow. because that question changes the next year, you know, and as they get older, wow. like in every single year and every passing phase, as they, they continue to change and their their desires, their core questions change as well. And it becomes a lot more about their identity and whether they're liked and who are they, you know, like who, wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you as a mentor only have a very, you have a window yeah. where you can speak into those core questions before, wow, amazing. before they change. Yeah. That, so it is, so fascinating. it feels like a burden, but it's also just like this amazing opportunity, yeah. you know, because oh, wow. you know that you can speak into something that like, meeting them right where they yes. right, right where they are yes yeah wow and think about how many people just don't know that like i didn't know that until <laughs> right now of yeah. like just specific questions yeah. every year and i just think it just kind of changes the game yeah so check thank out you. the phase project the phase yeah. project okay we'll add that in the really cool. in the show notes too um that is amazing yeah so like right now with my girls like i mean it used to be my little pony so i had to just like really be on my my little <laughs> pony game like i had to know that so like <laughs> i had to know like all about like Twilight Sparkle being the princess of friendship and I had wow. to have my own favorite, you know, pony. But now like, again, they keep changing and now it's all about K-pop. So I'm having to like really be on my K-pop game these days. That is so <laughs> funny. That's amazing. Yeah. My little brother is definitely in the fish phase. That's awesome. Yeah, what kind of fish does he have? Um, He has like nitro something. They glow in the dark. Tetras? Does tetra? he have tetra? Yeah, uh-huh. I have tetras. You do? Yes. I have okay. six and they're the Power Rangers. They're That's all amazing. named after the original Power Rangers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Henry has like, he has like a mini puffer fish. It, it's like, he has like 50 fish. It's just absurd. But he got, awesome. I think, I guess Tetra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he got like 14 for his birthday or something. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. How big is his tank? Not big enough. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they definitely say that like you can't have that many if you don't have like a big enough tank. Well, it's like big, but it's not big enough for his like 50 fish. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, when you show, <laughs> but when you show interest in that, like yeah. that, yeah, there's so much joy mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. He has them all, um, coded on the side of the tank so that no one forgets their names. That's incredible. Yeah, I love good. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you know their fish's name, I mean, that's like, it's, uh, it's a big deal. that makes them feel like, man, I'm, I'm important enough. Like, you know, my fish's name. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So mentors learn all the names of all of your mentees fish. If yes. You that's the, that is the takeaway from the story. today. <laughs> yes. We've talked about what it means to show up predictably and mentally. I do want to talk about what it looks like to show up randomly. Yeah. Because that's okay in a mentoring relationship. Mm -hmm. Like we talk a lot about um, structure and consistency and the importance of that. But again, spontaneity is good. Mm -hmm. And just it always means so much when someone just shows up, at least for me, like when someone just shows up to my house, if it's a friend, I'm like, oh, this may not be the most perfect time, but I'm still so glad to see you. So what does it look like to have these random 
show-ups. Yeah, to me, showing up randomly is my favorite one because cool. it's, I think it has the most potential to be the most impactful or the most powerful in a kid's life. Wow. And I know that sometimes, like when you think about it, I think for a mentor, initially the first reaction is like, oh, okay, so that means that I need to take more time than the time that I've already allotted for my for my mentor or for my mentee. And can I can I even do that? Like, it, mm. does that mean I have to show up at every baseball game? And no, like it's it can be so much more simple than that and still make like the greatest impact. So when we talk about showing up randomly, it's it could be a phone call because you remembered that they talked about a test the last time that you were together. And so maybe like you call them the night before real quick just to be like, hey, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. Like, I know that yeah. you have this test tomorrow. It can be a, 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 a postcard, you know, like. Postcards are my absolute favorite things to do with with kids. And maybe this is like me showing my age and like the power of snail mail. But I still think that when a kid gets a piece of mail and their name is on it and like it's just like sitting among their parents' pile of bills, but like there's something in there for them. Mm -hmm. To me, like I think that that speaks so much value. And it's, it makes them so excited to know that like you were thinking of them. And that's really, to me, like that's the power of showing up randomly is that your kid will know that you were thinking about them when you didn't have to. That's really, really good. And so the postcard is an opportunity. The reason I love the postcard is because like A, they're getting mail, but B, like your their parent sees that. So that's a huge win for the parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're using your words. The content of the postcard too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think is a big deal, especially at the beginning of your relationship where Mm -hmm. it is open communication. Yeah. Between you and mentee and caregiver knows every single thing mm-hmm. that's going on. That doesn't mean you like type up the, you know, the dialogue of your time with mentee, but that is like you're allowing the caregiver to know, okay, this person is legit. This person, yeah. Why does this kid, why does this person want to be in my kid's life? Mm-hmm. And even like the postcard, parents will probably read that yeah, and give that to mentee. And they're like, okay, I know that yes. this is this guy, this girl is. Goodness. is legit yeah mm-hmm. they it, yeah and it speaks yeah it speaks so much i mean for a parent like especially as a dad like nothing makes me more happy and proud you know just grateful for like the church when mm-hmm. when someone who is not another adult a caring adult who is not me like shows that kind of interest in my own kid because simply because they just think they're awesome because they love them yeah like that is literally like one of the most beautiful expressions I think of the church, right. That, that. that we can dig into. So, yeah, but I mean, it's, but that's so simple. It's literally mm-hmm. like cost sense to like get a postcard and mail it. Yes. Um, but it speaks so much value and it's something that they can hold on to. It's something they can keep. It's something that like is physical that will remind them like of how much you as a mentor mm-hmm. like mean to them. Um, and I think too, another like super practical thing is that like in this digital age, I think it's like the, it's almost the easiest thing to do is to show up randomly. Like I always think about, last year when we sat here in the office and we were watching we're there's that marco polo app oh, uh-huh. and we're watching liam talk to his mentor oh, yeah. over the marco polo app right and it was literally just like the simplest like you know this app like you just share messages back and forth like yeah. the parent it's on the parent's phone so it's a great way yeah. to you so know keep sweet. the parent in the loop but it was the sweetest thing to watch liam like just sit there and like talk about his soccer cleats with his mentor, you know, and it was so simple and didn't take much time at all. But like, I could tell it meant the world to that kid. Yeah. You know, just to like be able to sit there and, and rattle off all his like soccer knowledge to his mentor. And mm-hmm. his mentor happens to be like 
a soccer stud himself. And yeah, it was just, deal. yeah, I love that. And it, all it made me think was, man, that literally takes no time. Like it's, it's an app and yeah. they just like shot each other messages back and forth mm-hmm. and are literally just talking about soccer cleats. Yeah. But I don't think Liam will ever forget no. that no. conversation and that interaction with his mentor because they had just started. They had just right. started doing that. And, and it's and, just little, little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, another example, it's pretty similar, but um, I, I used to work uh, in the camp world, the summer camp world for a very long time. Something that I did with a child's mom is I would send, like, I'd be literally riding on the golf court or golf, uh, golf cart to like this kid's favorite activity at camp. And I'd like had this great relationship with her while she was there. And every time I had to go to, it was like the big, tall vertical playground. And every time I would go to the vertical playground, I would like send her a video of me being like, Hey, just want to let you know, like, I miss you and hope you're doing great. Like, can't wait for you to come back and then just send that video to mom. But it was like every single time. And so Obviously, you may not be like at a vertical playground, but if there is something that your kid loves and has expressed love for, whether it's like, whether it's a football team or whether it is like just something so small, whether it is like a favorite candy or just something little, like if you send your kid a picture of like, like if they love the Chiefs right now and the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And if you see like a Chiefs like billboard or something and you just send them a picture of Of it, they're like, oh. Yeah. My mentor is thinking about me or mm-hmm. this reminded them about me. And we mm-hmm. all like, even me now, I feel so loved and known yes. when I get those texts, when I get those messages from friends, from family, when it's like, oh, this thing made them think about me. And they took the time, mm-hmm. the literally 30 seconds mm-hmm. to just tell me, yep. to just tell me that they were thinking about me. Yeah. And when we can do that, I love, I love the whole idea of showing up randomly because we know that you can do it, but I think it's really helpful to kind of have a category mm-hmm. for it in mentoring yes. because just life revolves around our schedule. Absolutely. When you can think about your mentoring relationship outside of the structure, because that's not really how our other relationships work. Mm. The relationship that you have with your daughters, mm. it's not confined to your time around them. Like you're, you are thinking about them all the time. Yep. Your mentoring relationship, you're not around them all the time. And so to have a category of of your relationship that is just this random, yeah. I think is helpful for me in my head to think, okay, I am not confined to this hour or this phone call yeah. or this, like I can interact with them in other ways that are just as meaningful. Yes. Well, in a lot of ways, they have the potential to be more meaningful. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like we think that, you know, maybe the dedicated hour or whatever that we spend with them is like the most important thing. And we're going to have like this life-changing conversation and they're never going to forget this, this hour that we spent with each other today. But then like a week later they get, you know, yeah, like this photo of the chief's billboard and they're like, and 20 years later, they're like the best thing that my mentor I remember ever did for me was I'll just never forget that like he one time sent me a text of a chief billboard and you may have had like so many life-changing conversations totally. in your designated mentoring totally. time. But like, there's so much power in that experience where like your kid realizes that you're thinking about them yes. outside yes. of the, t- of the dedicated time yes. that you guys already spend together. In every single interview that we've done on this podcast, when we've asked the question of what did your mentor do mm-hmm. that meant something to you? It was, it's never been, well, he sat me down and we had this one conversation <laughs> It has been these little things that their mentors have done. Find the little thing that you can do consistently 
literally pray. Every time we talk about it, it's always been like one thing yeah. that it's, really it's sticks out. It's the smallest out. things that make the biggest impact sometimes, yeah. which is such a weird thing, but it's so, so true. Well, I just want to give you space to share any yeah. other thoughts that you have about just this idea of different ways to show up. And when we think about showing up, how we can kind of look at it from all these different angles. So yeah, so I'll give you some thanks. Time. You know, honestly, the only, the only thing that I think about, because I, again, I'm a mentor and sometimes all I can do is like focus on my shortcomings, right? Mm -hmm. That's just like my thing. And so when I, when I hear about like all these awesome ways to show up, all I can think about sometimes is like the times that I haven't. And, or mm -hmm. I think about how, how, um, how I'm afraid to mess up or I'm afraid like I won't maybe step into a, a, a mentor relationship because I'm afraid that I won't show up. And God was really kind to me this week because like he knew that I would be on this podcast, <laughs> right? Like talking about the importance of showing up. I, he actually like <laughs> made me go through this thing like two days ago with my own kids where like I didn't show up for them. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like literally two days ago, like I have this standing appointment with my girls and I literally just forgot. Like I just <laughs> missed it. Like it's, you know, it's holiday week, like all day yes. Monday, all day Tuesday. I thought it was Monday. So I just, I, I messed up though. And I remember I, I beat myself up for like three hours that mm -hmm. night. Just like, I can't believe I, I forgot. I can't believe like who, and then like, you're a fraud. Like you, what's wrong with you? You're a wreck. Like wow. you're going to go on this podcast to talk about showing up and like, you didn't even show up for your kids this week. Like that was literally like, that's mm -hmm. the voice of shame. That's the enemy, like whatever you want to call yeah. it. Right. But I feel like the Lord was so kind to to have me like really walk through that because I think on the other side of that, you know, once I, I prayed about it and, and, and that night I was laying in bed thinking, okay, like, how can I make this up to them? Okay. I'm going to cancel a, a, something I have in the afternoon tomorrow and I'm just going to go to lunch. I'm going to show up at school and, and I'll mm -hmm. just, I'll go to lunch with them. And I decided like to bring their favorite snack or whatever. And I got the opportunity to like sit in front of my kid and you know, at the end of the day, like it wasn't even that big of a deal to them, right. but I still, I felt so bad. So I got, I got the opportunity to sit across from them and just look in their eyes and be like, man, I am, I am so sorry. Like I did not show up mm -hmm. when I was supposed to, I feel terrible. Like, will you please forgive me? Wow. You know? And they're looking at me and they're like, oh daddy, yeah, of course. Like, of course I forgive you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we, we may have moments where we don't show up, but yeah. like that is also a, an incredible opportunity for you to experience like the forgiveness of Jesus, right? Wow. And just like the power of grace and the power of forgiveness. And that's what I got in that moment, this literally yesterday mm -hmm. where I got to ask for my, my daughter's forgiveness and they, they were like, yes, of course. And, and I was like, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Like, I'm not going to be perfect all the time. I may not always show up, but um, instead of just like beating ourselves up about it and not doing anything, anything about it, like allow the Lord to use it as, as a, yeah, as a lesson in, it's really in, good. and experiencing what it's like to like receive forgiveness mm -hmm. from your kid. Like that was wow. awesome. For me. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, Daniel, thank you. This was amazing. Yay. Um, it was awesome. Just to kind of recap a little bit. So we've, um, we covered kind of three main parts of showing up. And so what does it look like to show up predictably, um, mentally and randomly? Mm. Um, and we talked a lot too about just being physically present and, um, the importance of that. And so I hope that you heard that. I hope that you were encouraged, um, and challenged. I know I was. And so Daniel, thank you so much 
for being willing to come on here and share. And I just loved having you back on the podcast. Of course, yeah. It was awesome. Oh, so much fun. So I um, hope you took something away from it. But if you didn't take anything away from what we talked about, make sure you take away this. You can mentor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can mentor.